everybody, and welcome to another episode of Magic with Zuby. My name is Zuby, and if you're brand new to this show, this show is all about a little well-known card game called Magic the Gathering. Before we get into the main topic today, let's go over a little word about our sponsor, LegitMTG.com. LegitMTG.com has been a sponsor of this show for over three years now, and I just want to thank them for that. Uh, LegitMTG.com is the place to buy any singles and sealed product of Magic the Gathering out there, and any over any order over $2 or more has free shipping in the United States. Um, so... I, I guess let's just get right into it. Uh, so how's it going, everybody? Um, it's been a couple weeks since I've done an episode. Um, I've been trying to plan episodes. You know, I, I would have like ideas for episodes I'd want to do or people I'd want to interview, and then life would just get in the way and become insanely busy. It's this is becoming like the busiest season for me. For work right now and it's not gonna slow down until probably sometime maybe in october <laughs> i need a vacation <laughs> that's all i'm gonna say is i need a vacation i am at my wits end right now i am i haven't had a vacation i haven't had a proper vacation since last july and i mean i've had days off here and there you know like maybe take a friday off or a monday off you know something like that but a proper vacation where i've had you know maybe five days in a row off have not had that since last july and i'm going a bit crazy and yeah and unfortunately i can't take a vacation probably until about october it's looking like and that kind of just gets me gets me right in the feels right now because i'm going insane um, so yeah, that's why I haven't done any episodes of Magic with Zuby because by the time I get home, I'm insanely mentally drained. It's not that I don't have time. It's, I admit, I, I do have time when I get home, but I am so drained from work that I literally just can't put the effort into this. And I'm just, oh my God, I'm, I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted and it's showing, um, you know, and I, I know this podcast isn't really about D&D, but, you know, I, I DM a D&D campaign every Friday because I'm not doing FNM anymore. And it's starting to show there, too, where it's like I have this epic campaign that I'm trying to do, but yet I just can't find the time to really prep for it. So I'm just improvising. I'm just sort of making up everything as we go along. And yeah, it's starting to show, at least to me. I don't know how my players feel about it. They still enjoy it, but I, I guess that's all that really matters, right, about that. So yeah, I just wanted to bring up a little life update where things are going crazy and it's... I'm tired. I'm exhausted. Uh, Ten Street Hooligans, uh, the weekly live stream Magic the Gathering podcast I do every week, is um, finally on... The audio platforms, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, um, God, there, it's on like 10 platforms right now. It's going to be going on the Constructed Criticism Network pretty soon. Um, that's Spencer Howland's uh, little podcast network where uh, Constructed Criticism, I know he's coming out with a new Magic Arena podcast, and there's a few other ones, few other podcasts he does out there too, so be sure to check that out soon if you don't already listen to constructive criticism go ahead and do so it's an awesome podcast um and then you know 10 street hooligans go ahead and download that 
on your favorite podcast app and also on YouTube as well because it's awesome. It's now that we're doing it weekly, um, we're coming up with different show ideas. You know, we do D and D once a month, and um, just last week we had a debate show. The week before that, we had a game show we did, which I hosted, which was tons of fun. It was. It's just been a lot of fun to me. Ten Street Hooligans, even though I'm, even though it is a little bit more work, but there's five of us there, so the work kind of feels, you know, separated or sort of, you know, evenly split at times, but it's just so much fun. You know, we get, we have the people that come every week and watch it and they're dedicated to watching it. And that's just an awesome feeling that people are coming there to watch us just BS about magic. And we're all players who just barely have no idea what we're all doing anyway. So we're all hack frauds essentially. So yeah, that's been, um, as far as magic playing has actually gone, um, I've only really been playing Magic Arena. I haven't touched Magic Online in a while. I've had no desire to play any paper Magic. Um, And I think I might be going to GP Atlanta or Magic Fest Atlanta in September. And I might just go for a day or two and just go up there, probably sell the rest of my paper collection that is worth any money. And might keep an EDH deck or two. I don't know. I'm really deciding because I I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm not playing FNM anymore. Maybe because I'm not playing Modern or Legacy anymore. And I'm very rarely playing Commander. But I'm at the point now where I just, I don't mind if I get rid of all these cards. You know? I mean, there's still a few cards that, you know, have sentimental value to me. Like, I have my collection of Slivers. I have some of the first foils that I've ever pulled that, you know, have some sentimental value. But other than that, I just, I don't feel it anymore. I don't know what's wrong. Um, you know, I know when I stopped content creation, it was also a couple months ago, you know, I, I stopped playing Magic back then too. And, you know, when I was thinking about it, I missed doing the podcast. Like, I love podcasting. It's so much fun for me to, you know, interview people, you know, do these solo ones and just talk to you all. But it's... Now that I'm like back trying to be back in full swing of this, it's I, I I thought I'd be, you know, missing paper magic as well, but I'm just finding I don't. I don't miss it. I I, I don't know. And it's not like my LGS scene is dying or anything like that, like it was last year. Uh geez, ever since what Guilds of Ravnica and in even Ravnica Allegiance, my local LGS scene is holy crap, is it insanely packed now. Um, every Friday night when I go there, there's at least 20 to 30 people there. And, you know, I, I'm off doing I'm off doing a D&D on Friday nights now, but I see the all the Magic players and I'm like, holy crap, that's a lot of people now. Um, so it's definitely, the scene isn't dying in my area, which is awesome. I'm glad for that because there was a point in time where, I, I think I mentioned before on the show, where the scene was getting pretty close to dying where it was just literally the same people over and over again. Magic Arena definitely helped breathe a new life into this. And I think with the Ravnica sets has definitely breathed a new life into Magic. And that's kind of what the game has needed. Sort of like an injection of new people in there. And Magic Arena brings that. And speaking of Magic Arena, I feel like that's where I get my fill of Magic right now, where I get my fill of Standard. Um, I don't really draft on there because I, be, I'll be i be honest, I don't like bot drafting, and I'm just not a, 
I have such a hard time trying to play limited on a computer. Even with Magic Online, I've just never, ever enjoyed drafting online and Magic Online, Magic Arena. I, I love drafting with friends. To me, that's the best part. Um, so, yeah, I, I pretty much just play standard on there. Um, I love, like, any of the events like Popper or Singleton. Um, definitely Singleton. Singleton's one of my favorite formats on Magic Arena. And then... Every once in a great while, I'll play some Commander on Magic Online, but it's becoming few and far between. Um, yeah, so that, that's really where my Magic playing's been, is just Magic Arena. And like I said, I'm just not I'm not missing Paper Magic. And it's kind of sad, because I never thought I'd want to have a desire to get rid of these cards, but it's, it's to a point where it's like, it's taken up room. You know, I have what I want, essentially. I have cards that I like and that I'm going to keep, but... It's getting to a point where I'm like, I don't need all these cards. I sold, what, 26,000 bulk commons, uncommon a couple months ago, and then I still have like 30 or 40,000 more than I want to get rid of. Probably might go through them again real quick just to pick out any money cards, essentially, so I can set them aside and, uh, you know, sell those separately. But for the most part, it's, I need to get rid of it all. And it's just, I don't know. It's, almost feels like an end of an era for me in a way because it's like i'm like i said i'm not not playing magic it's just the paper cards it's kind of it's kind of sad i mean i'll still buy booster boxes because you know there's money involved with it and you know there may be a certain card that i want for an edh deck or two but other than that i don't know i don't know i want to go back to remaking my cube but that comes to the point where i just Okay, I, I lie. I do have the time. It's just I don't want to do it. <laughs> or or like I said before, I, I'm so busy right now with work where I'm just so mentally drained with it. But yeah, so, that, so that's just a little update of, you know, my magic playing, my life. And yeah, that's, that's just a little update there. So what's today's topic here? Uh, today's topic is really, it's really about Planeswalker fatigue. Um, I had a feeling we were going to be running into this with War of the Spark, since War of the Spark printed, what, 32 Planeswalkers. And we are getting to a point now in Standard where there are so many Planeswalkers being played where it's now getting even tiring for someone like me. And I love playing Control, all right? I love... Control's my favorite archetype in Magic when I'm playing a constructed deck and even I'm getting to a point where I'm getting bored of playing control I'm getting tired of dropping Teferi and Narset excuse me dropping Teferi, Narset, Nicobolas and just doing the same thing over and over again and it just it's getting to a point where I'm just like okay I'm ready for all these planeswalkers to rotate out and I wanted to first bring up some a data point here from Magic uh, MTG Goldfish about the top played spells in Standard right now. And 11 of them are Planeswalkers, starting from the bottom going all the way up to the top. Uh, number 11 is Vraska Golgari Queen. The number 10, Chandra Fire Artisan. Number 9, Nicobolus Dragon God. Uh, number 8, Tybalt Rakish Instigator. Uh, number seven, Gideon Blackblade. Number six, Domri Anarch of Bolas. 
Number five, Tamio, Collector of Tales. Number four, Nissa, Who Shakes the World. Number three, Teferi, Hero of Dominaria. Number two, Teferi, Time Raveler. And number one, Narset, Parter of Veils. As you can see, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Holy crap, really, nine the nine Planeswalkers out of this list are from War of the Spark. Is that correct? It, this is the Domri from War of the Spark, right? Yeah. So nine Planeswalkers out of the most played spells in Standard right now are from War of the Spark. So 11 cards in the top 50 most played cards in Standard right now. That's over 20% of cards right now are Planeswalkers. You can understand of why I want to talk about Planeswalker Fatigue and what should Watsi do for this. Unfortunately, they can't do much. We are stuck with all these Planeswalkers for the foreseeable future. We're stuck with Teferi and Narset, Nyssa, and all these War of the Spark ones until next fall. Uh, do any of these sort of warrant a ban? Not really. I mean, if you want to make the argument for any Planeswalker, that definitely... I could see the argument for making a ban would be Teferi, Hero of Dominaria, but that one's rotating out in, what, a couple months now, in October? So no, that one's not going to see a ban at all. But that that's really the only super powerful Planeswalker here. Teferi Time Raveler is really, really powerful, but not as powerful as Hero of Dominaria, though. That's in my opinion, at least. And But, yeah, it's all of these are just getting... It's getting to be a little bit too much, and like I said, I don't think Watsi can really do much right now. It's None of these are really, you know, bannable, per se. It's not like any of these are outright holy crap overpowered, but it's getting tiring. And I feel like the past couple years in Standard, Planeswalkers are getting more and more pushed, and... You know, we saw that, especially Gideon, ally of Zendikar. We saw that with a lot of the Magic Origins Planeswalkers, mainly Jace, uh, baby Jace right there. And, um, God, what other Planeswalkers come to mind? You know, there was there was the other Liliana, Last Hope. There was there was the Kaladesh one, Sahili, but that was only for a little bit before the cat was banned. Oh, what else? What else was there? There was Elspeth for a little bit in Theros there. But, I, I don't know. I feel like... Well, l l let me think. Kanzatark here, there wasn't really any pushed Planeswalker. I mean, Sarkin, maybe? The... Sarkin the Mad, or Sarkin... Ah, I can't remember. I can't remember which, um... I'm just wiping off a bug off my, um... Off my desktop here. But, um trying to think of any other planeswalkers that felt really pushed before before gideon ally of zendikar i can't think of any i mean so so you think back to theros the theros block i just remember elspeth being played a lot i don't kind of remember any others that were really pushed then m15 came out there was a johnny steadfast which was it was decent I mean, there was the Ajani from Journey into Nyx, but I don't remember that being played too much. Then, and then, um, well, uh, any other M15 Planeswalkers? Sorry, I'm just 
maybe some of you are yelling at my screen like, oh my gosh, XYZ was really pushed. I'm just trying to think back to the last few years as standard here. There was, um, I mean, Liliana the Veil, obviously back from Innistrad, but that's going further back. What else? We had M15. Their Chandra wasn't really played. Liliana, I mean, Liliana Vest was kind of played a little bit. I don't remember being pushed too much, though. When Kanza Tarkir came out, there was Sarkin. I, don't, I can't recall any. Oh, Ugin from Fate Reforged, then Dragons of Tarkir. There was Narset played in some, like, control variants, but I don't remember it being played that much. Uh, then there was Magic Origins, Baby Jace, of course. Then Battle for Zendikar came out. There was Gideon, Ally of Zendikar. Uh, then Oath of the Gatewatch, the new Chandra in that one was played pretty decently I mean, not too much but it was played it did see play and then what came out after with the shadows over Innistrad there was Liliana no 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 Liliana was in uh Eldritch Moon but was there anything in shadows over Innistrad that was played a lot for Planeswalkers the Jace a little bit oh Obnixilis was played I think what wasn't Obnixilis played a lot in in Battle for Zendikar? I mean, I remember playing it, and it was a pretty good card. And then there was the Land of the Veil, then Sahili Ray, and Kaladesh, Aether Revolt. I can't remember anything. Uh, Amon Ket had the other Gideon, where, like, Oops, All Gideons was played in Standard for a little bit. Oh, and I think also a Modern for a little bit, too, for, like, a Flash in the Pan. And then... When Hour of Devastation came out, there was the other Nicobolus, Nicobolus God Pharaoh, which was kind of played. I mean, not really, like, maybe in Fringe decks. And what came out after Hour of Devastation? I think, oh yeah, that was Ixalan, and that's when the Vraska was played. So, yeah, it's... So maybe I'm wrong in thinking that it Planeswalkers were pushed. I mean, Planeswalkers have always been pushed, right? There's always that one Planeswalker in every standard that is going to be the de facto Planeswalker that everybody plays. Maybe there's one or two of them. Because out of each set, each set gets two to three Planeswalkers per set. A core set now gets five Planeswalkers per set. Uh, you know, just look at last year's M19. Vivian uh, Vivian was pushed pretty hard. I, none of the other Planeswalkers from M19 really got played. I mean, Nicobolus, the flip one definitely gets played but i mean probably not as much as vivian though and then and then we have you know guilds of ravnica came out and Raoul was played a little bit in some jeskai control variants and then oh yeah dominaria of course teferi and all that teferi was uber pushed and that one but okay okay so besides going through history as standard here uh so yeah that's a little bit of a history of planeswalkers that have been pushed in the past couple years and now we have 11 Planeswalkers. I think this is probably the most amount of Planeswalkers ever that are being played in Standard right now, just in the top 50 cards, according to MTG Goldfish. And like I said, over 20% of the playing field is Planeswalkers. And like I said, this number has a high chance of going up or down, especially after rotation, because when rotation happens... The only ones that are going off of this list are what Teferi here of Dominaria, because Vrasco Golgari Queen is the guild. Yeah, it's the Guilds of Ravnica one. Every other one is gonna stay in standard for another year. So, so essentially, when fall comes, Teferi here of Dominaria is gonna rotate out, and you're still gonna have twenty percent of the potential playing field be Planeswalkers. 
And M19 is going to introduce five, actually not just five, seven more planeswalkers into standard. That new rare Chandra looks pretty damn good in mono red aggro. Uh, the the mythic one, I mean, it's good, but it's I'd rather I'd rather play the rare one if I'm going to be playing mono red. And there's like some little bug flying around and it just tried to go in my ear. I don't know what the heck's going on. It's Florida, right? And it's freaking hot as balls out. So, God, God, that just that just really got to me. That just thought of that. Where, holy crap, it's still only out of this list. Only Teferi Hero Dominaria is rotating out. And we're still going to have a lot of Planeswalkers. We're still we're going to have more. Oh, God. This is not going to be... And you know what? I'm complaining about all these Planeswalkers, yet I am having a ton of fun with Standard. Yeah, there are some days where I just can't stand it because I'm just... One, I'm getting bored playing Control, and two... I'm getting tired of playing against the same decks over and over again. That's why I kind of like going into the unranked play mode a little bit more than ranked. Because ranked, you know, everybody's doing tryhard, which is fine because I'm doing the same thing. But unranked, you know, I want maybe I want to play mill. Maybe I want to play 8-rack or something just for some shits and giggles and have some fun. But, God. Yeah, so, I mean, let's, let's think about the future here, right? So, come next fall, right? What can Watsi do to sort of eliminate the Planeswalker fatigue? Here are some things that I think they can do. One is print less Planeswalkers. If they don't want to do that, maybe print less constructed playable Planeswalkers. Limited Planeswalkers? I mean, if you look at War of the Spark, a lot of them are very limited playable. And that's fine. Not every single card has to be constructed playable. If it's limited playable, awesome. Uh, those are two different kind of power levels here that we're talking about. You know, maybe maybe have a set where there's no Planeswalkers, right? Now, I know the marketing people in Watts here are going to be like, nope, we can't do that. Planeswalkers sell sets. I mean, just look at Modern Horizons. Planeswalkers sell sets. That new Gruul Planeswalker, it's ticking up in price. It's going crazy right now uh, as of the recording of this video. Uh, who knows what it may be. It may crash tomorrow. I don't know. That's Magic Finance for you. But... There's, um, you know, print no planeswalkers, print less ones, print ones that are not constructed playable. And maybe, I, I think I like the idea of printing less constructed playable planeswalkers. Now, we, I, I talked about this last year and then even the beginning of this year where I knew they were going to do uncommon and rare planeswalkers in, uh, in War of the Spark. I mean, there, there was a leak about it, and no one wanted to believe that leak, and I wish I saved that post, uh, the person who leaked it, because no one believed me at the time when, when I was telling it to other people. But, um, and now we're seeing another rare and uncommon Planeswalker in M19. Yeah, it's just one of each, and that's being Chandra, but now, oh God, now, now we're going to get to a point where you might see that more. I mean, are we going to see that in almost every set, maybe? I really hope not, because I'm getting tired of it. It's, I'm getting tired of the Planeswalkers, and I will say, I will say, even though I'm getting tired of the Planeswalkers, a lot of the design space of the Planeswalkers that we saw in War of the Spark were very interesting. I liked the static abilities. I liked the ones that only had neg abilities, 
to where you couldn't plus them. I even like the rare ones that had a plus ability and a neg ability and no ultimate. The neg ability was a good buff to you, but it wasn't too overpowered to where, oh my gosh, we can't stop this. Um, so I, I like that. I like the design space for it. I'm not not trying to crap all, all over it completely, just it's getting to be too much. Ah, you know, it's, um, and, and maybe this is just the new world order, right? Uh, of Magic the Gathering. Now that it's, now that these are becoming the face cards of the game, these are becoming the characters of the game. This is, this is, this might just be what we have to deal with here. I, I think the only time, or not the only time, I think what we'd have to really be worried about is if we start seeing common planeswalkers. That's when I'd get a little scared. So, I don't know. So, like I said, uh, before I end off here, uh, some of the ways that they can fix planeswalker fatigue. Not print any. Make them less powerful. Or, or yeah, make them less powerful. Or, no, hold on, hold on. Not print any. Not print as many not print any planeswalkers, not print as many planeswalkers, and not print, or maybe just print more that are limited playable and not constructed playable, not trying to push them too hard for constructed. Those, those are my thoughts. So what did you think? Let me know. Let me know in the comments or send me an email or, or reach out to me any way possible. Uh, Magic Wazubi can be found on the following on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. Uh, you can reach me at facebook.com slash magicwazubi, on Twitter at magicwazubi, on Instagram at magic underscore with underscore zubi. If you wish to email me with any questions you may have, you can reach me at mtgzubi at gmail.com. And once again, we are brought to you by legitmtg.com. And if you wish to help support the show in any way possible, uh, share this show out there, subscribe, like, uh, rate, review on iTunes, and you know maybe check out the Patreon at patreon.com slash magicwazubi. And have a great night.